0: Welcome to the Review Crew
1: with Fran and Emma. What's up reviewers? It's your co-host Fran, toddler mom, baker, millennial co-host of this
0: podcast, The Review Crew. And it's Emma, aspiring minimalist, New Yorker. Um god, I always want a third thing and it's like really hard to think of. Uh <laughs> opera goer. Ooh oh yeah
1: fancy girl
0: fancy girl exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) um well that sounds cool um so
0: how how are we doing today doing good I had a really good day yesterday I'm gonna tell you all about it not only did I go to the opera but Mm -hmm. I also went to a scandalous exercise class which I will describe fully Dude, I
1: cannot wait. I cannot wait (laughs) for that. I'm so excited to hear about it. I'm Um, I'm also excited to hear about the opera, but mostly your (laughs) scandalousness. How are you doing? Um, We're fine. Um, We went and saw a couple friends yesterday, uh, had dinner at their house, and it was super nice. They have two dogs and two cats, and Sylvia's not really ever around pets, because we don't have pets, and no one mm. in our family actually has pets right now. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, like, crazy, I feel like, because, like, Stephen and I both grew up with pets. My sister had a dog for a long time, but, like, basically, like, no one has pets at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and so she was just super interested in what the dogs and cats were doing Um, and enjoyed, enjoyed our friends very much, and then last night, she actually slept pretty well, except for probably around... Starting, I would say, around five, she, like, woke up a little bit and was very snuggly, which was really cute, like, just wanting to cuddle, but also kept wanting to constantly change positions, which included being on top of me. And the position that she – that we both fell asleep in eventually after, like, kind of rolling around, keeping me awake by constantly having to shift – was on my face. Like I woke up and like my lip was numb because it cut off circulation to my mouth. Oh no. Um, because she was literally lying across my neck and mouth. And I'm like, fortunately, not across my nose. I was not suffocated. And I don't know how long we were asleep like that.
0: That's great.
1: Um, but I mean, honestly, slept pretty well given how the week went with this regards to sleep. So that was all fine.
0: Nice. Okay. Good, mm-hmm. good, good, good.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really excited for your review. So I want to just jump into that unless you have something else you want to start with. Yes.
0: Okay. Let me just set the scene. Okay. I got to give you guys the backstory. So it starts out a little depressing, but don't worry. It gets out. It gets a lot better. <laughs> so we had this um, appointment with our fertility doctor on Wednesday mm-hmm. um, to kind of be like, okay, we've done three IUIs, like talking about moving on to IVF, that kind of thing. Um. Which I learned a lot from this appointment, so it was great in that way. But I go to my doctor, and I'm like, all right, I've asked you a million, like, medical questions. Doc, is there anything I could be doing to, like, increase our chances? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, like, not really, but there's, like, you know, the Mediterranean diet, exercise and i'm like Ooh. Anything, anything but that
1: doctor please yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no
0: but literally um, anytime a doctor
1: asks me how much i exercise every week or tells me to exercise i'm just like wow you're just really buying into fat phobia and you need to go fuck yourself right now
0: <laughs> she generally isn't like that she like vocally is like it probably won't make a difference but um so but yeah but anyway so I was explaining to her that, like, I'd actually been avoiding exercise because I was, like, nervous about, you know, whatever. There's certain complications when your ovaries are enlarged and you exercise, you could have X, Y, Z happen, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. She reassured me. She was like, you can definitely exercise this weekend, like, if you're pregnant or, like, if if it, if the IUI was successful, it would be successful by now. And, like, anything you do this weekend isn't going to affect that. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's very that's nice." yeah so I was like you know what let me go ahead and sign up for class pass I'm back on my class pass <laughs> grind <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Um, another free another free month I wish I'm sorry I paid oh. for this one but it was honestly wow. worth it because i looking through the available classes not really in a yoga mood um come across this new studio in Gowanus called incredible okay that's right it's a pole dancing exercise class yes yeah and you know once you're 31 it's like there's so few opportunities to do something you've never done before you know Mm -hmm. we've done it all at the age of 31 (laughs) so i'm like you know what i am gonna go ahead and take this intro to pole dancing class and also reviewers i was like this will make a great story for the (laughs) podcast
1: Yes, you if have to
0: do it else. for the pod. We have to find our motivation somewhere. Exactly. Mm. Okay, sorry, drinking my coffee. Because I just right. woke up at 10.45 a.m. So embarrassing. I love that. <laughs> it was like 10.50. Anyway, okay, back to the story. So, yeah, I mean, wait. How, how so do it's... I tell this story in a fun way? Yeah, you go. <laughs> no, I was just going
1: to ask. Okay, so so, okay, first of all, how okay so you signed up for the class was it at like like what was it at was it at a strip club was it at a gym was it at a dance
0: studio what are we looking at here okay great question it's at a studio that is just pole exercise classes so it's literally just Mm. like pole dancing um workouts there and on the website I felt comfortable because it was like women owned queer owned like it the vibe it gave off was not like you must be a stripper to like come exercise here. It was definitely the vibe was sexual empowerment,
1: not exactly
0: sexual trafficking. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I got there. The vibes were really, really good. I did get there thirty minutes early because I am because just... you're an on-time queen. As someone <laughs> who early arrives early queen. to
1: everything, I love to hear it when anyone arrives awkwardly early to something.
0: Yeah. And then it was too cold to, like, even walk around the block, so I literally was just sitting in the lobby for 30 minutes. But I did get a little nervous as I watched, because, okay, there's, like, a bunch of different studios in this pole dancing, like, building. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a busy place. And so different classes were, like, letting out. And as the more intermediate and advanced classes were letting out, people... We're coming into the lobby just, like, fully in a thong and bra, but fully, Damn. like, basically nude. There was, like, a whole wall of, like, stripper heels because there are some, like, heel-specific classes. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. the one that I took, obviously. Um, but I was a little intimidated. What are but... what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Okay, so it's said to wear shorts and a tank top because, guys, you need your skin to stick to the pole. Mm. That's really how it is. It said no lotion. You need your skin to stick to the pole. All right. Um so I like wearing like normal like exercise shorts or whatever. But I will say the ideal is really to be in your underwear because then you get the thigh sticking. You know oh,
1: right. Yeah, like how are you supposed to grab it between your two thighs if you're wearing shorts that are exactly. preventing?
0: Exactly. Mm, Luckily, mine were pretty short. I had to hike them up a little, but we didn't do that much of like climbing on the pole because I used to you can tell. So this was a specific class that was like for people who have never, ever tried this before. It was like first timers. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I was comfortable doing it. But long story short, the class was so fun. Definitely like the most fun exercise class I've ever taken. There's no cardio, which automatically made it way more fun than yeah, other, ideal <laughs> other exercise classes but basically it was like I had this really nice instructor named Kitty she had everyone like go around to their name and pronouns like it was a very like welcoming environment
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was not enough pools for each student so some mm. students were gonna have to double up and the fear in my eyes when I heard that <laughs> and the protectiveness with which I guarded my pools <laughs> <laughs> and did not invite anyone over to share it because I just couldn't imagine sharing a poll yeah like stranger. I feel like if
1: you went to that class with a friend I feel like that would be more fun to share a poll like yeah. that would not be bad but if you're going by yourself I'm just not outgoing enough for
0: that exactly so I mean luckily I didn't have to share it was, it was like the friends doubled up and everyone else got their own so it was fine okay. but I did have a moment of like panic and I got really selfish about my poll <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah dude so we did some fun stuff so it was like okay, a little warm-up always my favorite part of any workout class mm-hmm. Um we got to do something called a sexy push-up which if you can picture this okay you start on yeah, your knees like... <laughs> <laughs> okay you start on your knees you mm-hmm. whip your hair around once you mm-hmm. whip your chest around once Okay, chest circle you do a hip circle once and then you kind of slide forward and <laughs> so like trying to visualize <laughs> you, you slide forward and you do like a little baby cobra and okay. then you go back to like and then you slide back to your knees nice yeah that, that was really good. fun. every the vibe was very much like this is so funny and like silly and like haha we're having a great time and then when she when the instructor had us like practice with music which wasn't very much of the class because mostly she was like teaching us stuff mm-hmm. the music she put on was i'm every woman which yeah. was a great jam for the class i love that it was so fun dude and then okay, okay okay wait i have to keep talking about this because i have to tell you the part where i received mm-hmm. one of the top three compliments that i've ever received in my life like not oh, exaggerated yes. okay so she's teaching us some moves we like first we start just like walking around okay mm-hmm. you walk around the pole you mm-hmm. go on your tiptoes and you just kind of walk around <laughs> nice and That's also my she speed. called She called going on tiptoes Barbie feet, which I also loved the imagery of that. (laughs) Um, But so we do some of that. And then she's teaching us this move called like a pirouette, right? Where basically you're like spinning. You do a little spin next Mm -hmm. to the pool. Okay. It takes me a lot of tries to like get this down. But eventually I'm like, I'm able to do a pirouette. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she she really helpfully like goes around to each person, like watches them do it and like offers any feedback or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she comes up to me, she watches me do the pirouette. She goes, wow, great job. Then guess what she says? Hmm. She goes, do you have a dance background? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I was like, no, I don't actually. All of my (laughs) dance experience has been traumatic actually. So thank (laughs) you so much for saying that. Oh, and I couldn't so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell if, like, I was probably the biggest girl in the class. So I couldn't tell if she was, like, being extra encouraging to, like, oh. be positive. But, mm-hmm. um, whatever she, whatever her reasoning was, she, it was working. I was very encouraged.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. It's just cause you're fucking natural, dude. And your sex appeal is off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Two facts about you. That's what yeah. you should be saying in your intro. <laughs> co-host emma my sex peels off the charts and i have a dancer's
0: background i kind of have a dance background in that i took one modern dance class in college mm-hmm. and cried oh during the final. do you remember this uh, yeah um no wait i want to tell this whole story actually sorry i'm just gonna take over. no wait Okay, wait
1: first all right i, I do want i want to hear the full the full thing yeah Wait, full thing of the modern
0: dance story or full thing? Do you have more of the stripper class? That is kind of all I have. Oh, I love little Sylvia. That's kind of all I have <laughs> for the, the pole dancing class. What? So what are we
1: rating the class? Is it a 10? It sounds like a 10.
0: I'm going back. I'm going back. The only yes. Time. Uh, yeah.
1: I was hoping you were going to say you're going to do this more.
0: It's literally so close to my house. They have classes like five times a day, like all different levels and stuff. And I can take this intro class again because I think that's what I would do because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a real beginner. Mm-hmm um but yeah so i'm definitely going back i'm gonna rate it nine out of ten she did go 15 minutes over mm. which like good for her that she was like really excited about the class the instructor mm-hmm. um but she didn't give us any time to like free dance at the end to like mm. use all the moves that we had um mastered so actually we just got the, the like 10 10- seconds of like dancing to I'm every woman and that was kind of all the music for the class <laughs> <laughs> okay. so but yeah but anyway still a nine out of ten did I say nine out of ten nine you did you did no that's okay. excellent okay
1: now go into your modern dance class I would love to hear this rated
0: okay have to this the reason that compliment was so meaningful is because my last experience with dance guys is imagine this I'm a senior in college okay mm-hmm. I don't want to have to sign up for a dance exercise class because it costs like $300, okay? Mm-hmm. And at the time, that was hard for me to come by. Mm-hmm. So in my stupid head, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll just take like a college dance class, like for credit, like towards my degree. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure my parents are loving that hearing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, so I signed up for this um, modern dance class. It does say like all levels welcome, okay mm-hmm. come to find out i was the only like person who would never danced before it was like not <laughs> for like pure beginners it was literally a college dance class like jesus mm-hmm. um anyway and then um, I'm pretty sure I ended up taking the class pass fail. I don't again don't know why, but the thing. I mean, was, that's a good move if it's not a yeah, like for your major exactly. And I had a I was having a really hard time like getting any of the moves down. I loved the warm up. I had a really great time. With the, there was like a lengthy yoga warm up, but mm-hmm. the dance part was actually very hard. And then the thing was, our our professor said you need to choreograph your own dance and perform it for the final and if you don't perform that dance you will fail the class cool so also never instructed us on how to choreograph anything right Mm -hmm. so i mean it's modern dance you just feel
1: you just feel the music
0: but dude i literally okay day comes to do my dance i -hmm. don't know what the fuck I'm doing I literally like curl up into a fetal position on the floor and I'm like rolling around on the floor because that's like a safe position for me and then I'm like okay this is modern (laughs) dance I don't know what I'm doing Um, I mean I feel like you're Um, nailing it I start doing it and then I do break down and cry and stop the performance and she's like no problem you'll just like try again (laughs) the next class so I had to like stop and like Leave because of crying, (laughs) dude. That is fucking rough. Wait, so did you then do it the next class? Then the next class, I did actually do it, and I do remember my thing that I choreographed was literally like rolling around on the floor. I mean, that's solid for modern dance, I would say. From my (laughs) experience, I was like, the feeling I'm trying to convey is embarrassment, sadness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm
1: conveying insecurity, (laughs) exactly. I'm conveying anxiety.
0: So, actually, that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life, I would oh, say. Oh, God. That because, sounds deeply traumatic. Yeah. It was also in front of the whole class, right? It wasn't like just yeah. the professor. Everybody's watching. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well,
1: what doesn't kill you make you yeah. stronger, I
0: guess. Exactly. And that's my dance background. And that's what this teacher saw. And she knew. She just knew. She Wow.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, that prepared you to go into this new class and fucking excel. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely excel. Um how
0: would you rate your modern dance class? <laughs> it's so funny because like I actually loved the class other than that whole final. Mm-hmm. Um just because I loved yeah like the yoga stuff and like I was saying mm-hmm. I love the idea of modern dance. Like it's a great thing. I mean um, dance is wonderful. Yeah. But I totally was unprepared. I did in retrospect you know, probably could have used those NYU credits a little bit more wisely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, college was a crazy time. But so I rate that class. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. It was fun, but it was traumatic at the end.
1: I mean, given the deep trauma that you experienced at the end, (laughs) I feel like a six is a pretty high score. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I mean, honestly, it's really like, college I loved college it's great but like we do generally like most people go to college right out of high school right mm-hmm. it's just not a good decision making age it's really not and it's a really, really expensive not. thing to do when you're at an age where you don't make a decision
0: exactly and I just love the idea of like oh I'm gonna sign up for this college course because like I don't want to pay for like the exercise <laughs> yeah like well, okay okay though
1: but I do want to say that's not your only dance class that you took ever true because you and okay. I did in high school to try and not take PE classes because we were trying to get out of that situation another source of constant humiliation mm-hmm. we took a summer school hip-hop dance class at our local junior college together which
0: was very fun I was um, very envious of you because you I feel like you really have the like muscle memory. like you can like see a dance, try it once, and then you've like nailed it.
1: Well, so okay, reviewers for those of you that don't know me or do know me and haven't heard this, I did do dance I did dance classes for like six years as a young person. She's got a dance background. I got a dance background. If I, I don't know if it would help me if I were to take a pole dancing class. But I do have a dance background and I do feel like it has, I don't know if it's given me any other skills in my life, but it was very fun. But so when I, when we took that, when we took that class, I had just stopped doing dance because I did started doing tap dancing when I was 12. And then I also did mm, jazz and hip hop classes throughout high school. And then it was in our senior year of high school. I stopped doing those classes and we took the one summer school class um yeah so I had a lot more experience than you in that class but I just remember it being so fun yeah and I remember because and I, like our teacher had like been a cheerleader and <laughs> she had big cheerleader energy like she had been like a professional for the NFL cheerleader I think
0: at some point she was saying oh, wow it was also a massive class I feel like I remember it being just like packed full of people but in a good yeah. way yeah yeah
1: I know I feel like and it's it's nice also at a junior college because it is just like I mean we were in a beginning hip-hop class of it was just like this was it was I didn't feel like it was a particularly high pressure environment because it was a large class of just like a random amalgam of people Um, and then we like watched a documentary about crumping and like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I remember that
0: yeah that was
1: solid that was solid so you kind of do have a dance background which your um pole dance teacher definitely could spot a mile away
0: because of your grace (laughs) that one summer class it was really fun it was really fun Mm -hmm. so like that's the thing but like yeah I've tried hip-hop exercise classes like since then Mm -hmm. and I do I just have a really hard time like remembering moves and like getting them down but yeah yeah Yeah, it is I mean I feel like it's definitely like
1: That's a different kind of learning that you, unless you have done it a lot, you don't like. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why would it be easy? Yeah, it's It's a hard thing, dude. I'm I want to take a pole dancing class or any kind of dance class. I miss I miss dance. I feel like I've talked about this before when in the episode where I just danced my ass off at a wedding. Mm -hmm. I'm just like dancing is a 10 out of 10 experience, and I love doing it. And I have so few opportunities. Like
0: I dance with Sylvia all the time, but. Dancing is truly, like, one of the coolest art forms, I feel like. But, you know, it's okay. Yeah. All right. I'm actually, I want to,
1: I'm going to stay on the dance topic, but what time is it? What time is it? It's time for the Motherhood Minute. Um, So, I actually have a dance-related story this week that I forgot about. So, yeah. Sylvia has been um, on and off sick all week, which has been, so she's been very, like, clingy. A little bit difficult. So we've been doing a lot of like quiet activities. Like I try to like spend time just sitting and reading with her. Um and things like that. And she has this one book that she loves called Bodies Are Cool. Um shout out to our friend who bought it for us. She loves it. It's just got it's a bunch of pictures of people with all types of bodies and it just says different qualities that a body might have and then says (laughs) bodies are cool on every page. But there's a picture of there's one like one illustration is a bunch of people and they're all in like leotards and tutus and they're doing little like ballet like poses with their arms up and so sylvia was looking at it and pointing at it and lifting her little arms up so cute <laughs> cute. and i was like oh you know it'll be a fun activity to get us through until steven comes home um because like basically this week it's just been like i'm so like i'm running out of i'm running out of steam of just like how can i entertain this child without television mm-hmm. so i was like i'm gonna put on the nutcracker on youtube like i'm gonna look up the yes. nutcracker and show her some ballet Um, And so there was just like a random like I feel like it was like some like Russian ballet performance, like not a particularly great performance, but it was just a full recording of the Nutcracker that I put on. Nice. Um, And Sylvia, I was trying to get her to dance with me while we watched it. And so I, like, put her on the ground and stuff. And every time I tried to put her on the floor, she would immediately start crying. But Aww. when I held her, she loved to watch it and then was doing little kicks and things and lifting up her arms when they would lift up their arms. Like, she was very cute. into it. It was super, super cute. Um, So I would say Sylvia being into dance is 10 out of 10 sylvia refusing to be put down on the ground for even one second that's a one out of 10 <laughs> that's exhausting um, oh that's but it was like super cute, cute. and the nutcracker in general that's like a, i don't know seven
0: eight out of ten whoa whoa, whoa whoa no nutcracker is like a solid nine out of ten if not 10 out of 10 and i remember Stephen is a big nutcracker head and mm-hmm. i was just telling my husband maybe we should go see the nutcracker because it's so fun and christmasy i love the nutcracker Yes, uh, yeah steven is yeah okay so i feel like the nutcracker is great
1: we definitely went and saw it once when i was a kid but it's just never been like i don't i don't know why but for me it's just like oh yeah this is like fun and cute but there's nothing for me about the nutcracker particularly like i don't know like like it became more, it became magical to me in the moment showing it to sylvia and seeing that she was into it and i was like oh this is very fun like that was very nice but yeah, yeah. like steven loves a nutcracker like i Stephen called me because steven was also late coming home from work that day which is one of the reasons i just wanted to put something on mm-hmm. and he called me because sometimes if steven's had like a really annoying end to his day he'll call me so he can complain to me about it on his drive home <laughs> cute oh <laughs> like, so that he can just like get it out immediately while he's driving. So he's not just like f- coming home with this energy. Mm-hmm. But so I put him on the phone and I put him on speakerphone because so that his Sylvia was like, what, who's that? Who's that on the phone? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he and Steven immediately within like seconds is just like, are you listening to the Nutcracker? Like immediately recognizes <laughs> the music and knows what is happening. Um, he loves the Nutcracker, probably a 10 out of 10 for him.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's a really solid soundtrack. Like, the music is timeless. The dancing is beautiful. Yeah. The Christmas I know is it was Christmas. Very,
1: our, um, we have close family friends that took my oldest nephew to the Nutcracker, like, a couple years ago. Or maybe it was just a year ago. I don't remember. Whatever. They took him to the Nutcracker, um, and it was very impactful for my nephew. My nephew loved it. My nephew loves to dance and, like, then incorporate a lot more ballet-type moves in. And, like, yeah, I feel like watching... My nephew really like it. Having Sylvia really enjoy it has made it more exciting for me. It's very cute.
0: Oh yeah.
1: But yeah, That's we funny. love we love the baby dance. I love to do dance parties with Sylvia when she allows it. Um, it's a it's a great it's a great thing. I was just thinking. I was trying because like. So, this is going to come out after Thanksgiving, but this is actually the weekend before Thanksgiving that we're recording. And I was just telling Steven, like, maybe we should bring our PlayStation VR setup to Mm -hmm. their house. And we, because like where we are going to do Thanksgiving, they have a huge TV. And I'm like, what if we got Mm -hmm. everybody to do Just Dance?
0: Yeah. As like a
1: Thanksgiving activity. I love Just Dance.
0: That's so cool. Huh? But you do that with VR?
1: um well it, because it has the for the you don't have to have vr to do it you just have to have a sensor and so our playstation i think i want to say we need our vr thing because we use like the the wands that they detect for the vr setup because we have the psvr
0: oh my god fun i love just dance i love it so much
1: it's so good i'm actually realizing that my sister has it on the switch which is way more portable than our playstation and i should just tell her to bring
0: it yeah that's you can get that on Switch. Oh yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. This is coming back to me because I have a Switch. We did in like 2020 try to get into it. We did feel a little bad dancing on top of our downstairs
1: neighbor's
0: Yeah, that was the <laughs> problem we were
1: floor. in our apartment. That's when we tried it. But luckily um the apartment below us was like vacant for a really long time and so we mm-hmm. tried to take advantage of that and do just dance.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Dude, such a good game though. That's yeah, I would say I want I would rate it like I would rate it a nine or 10 out of 10, except for that you have to pay for most of the songs. So you end yeah. up with like a pretty limited amount of songs you get if you're not willing to like pay money, which I'm obviously not. So that it's like a seven out of 10, six out of 10, I feel
0: like. That was our memory too. It's like, it's like you get like 10 songs and then it's like, well, if you want any other good ones. Yeah. But they do have like, it's like a random selection of songs that they have for
1: free. Like they have this, um, there's a Bomba Estereo song that Stephen and I like a lot called Soyo. And like, I oh, was yeah. very surprised that that one was on there. And I love that my nephew just likes that song now because it's for free on Just Dance.
0: Yeah, there's a good amount of international ones, including French songs, too, which we did enjoy. Oh, yeah. Isn't there like, oh, bal masqué? Yeah. Because that great was the,
1: something we sung in our French class in high school. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's a great song. Yeah. Uh, speaking. Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, go ahead speaking of songs mm-hmm. um <laughs> okay welcome to the opera corner <laughs> i love that i love Wait, that, was that a to good the opera
1: stage you were taking us to the stage with that solo
0: oh that's gonna be embarrassing to listen back to no um,
1: it's perfect
0: <laughs> but that is a song from la traviata and i was i'm always surprised i go into opera being like i have no context for this i don't know what i'm about to watch mm-hmm. and there's always a song that you recognize and that's fun and
1: that's uh, maybe that you I do
0: recognized. you would recognize it's like you know maybe Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. hmm, fun when that came on. Um, Mm -hmm. So we went to the opera last night at the Met.
1: Fancy girl. Fancy. Fancy. (laughs) We went with Adrian.
0: (laughs) We went with Adrian. We were kind of like still celebrating his birthday from earlier.
1: Nice.
0: nice Did you guys dress up? I mean, here's the thing about being an aspiring minimalist. I have one dress. Mm. I sometimes wear it to work, and then if I have a fancier occasion, I also wear it to those occasions. So I just have the one dress. But yeah, I did dress them. <laughs> well, that's great. And um, Adrian looked great, and then it was absolutely freezing, frigid, frigid, frigid winter weather. Mm. And so I had to wear some tights. My tights were navy, even though my dress was black. So there was a few missteps. Yeah, it's fine. But it's fine. Um, But anyway, we went, we had a lovely time. That's all I have to say. La Traviata, I rate you a... Okay, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. First act of operas I find to be usually the best part. Like in La Boheme, the first act was definitely the most exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, La Traviata, same thing. First act is great. We've got that recognizable song. Mm -hmm. Second act, this one had two intermissions, by the way. There's three acts and two intermissions. That's why we got home super late. Mm -hmm. In the second act, right when it started to drag... They had this troupe of freaking dancers, modern dancers, Mm -hmm. okay, come on stage and just absolutely electrify the stage. So that was really fun. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, we love the dance. And so that was great. The third act, I will say the third act dragged, I feel like this is every opera I've seen. It's like the third act, somebody dies and it's like a really drawn out, like Mm -hmm. death song (laughs) or something. Um. So, yeah, for that reason, I'd probably give La Traviata maybe a um, 7.58. Nice. More more. Yeah. Okay.
1: I have actually been to the opera, I would say, I think two times in my life. Nice. Um, one- What'd you see? Mom, and we saw. Fuck. I don't remember at all. I, mom, mom, get at me. Tell me what we saw. I don't remember. <laughs> I saw something with my mom. And what I mm-hmm. this is what I remember from this, because I had actually I had just visited Stephen. I think this was when this happened. I had just come back from Barcelona because Stephen studied abroad in Barcelona for six months while we were in college. The very end of his time, I went and visited him for like a week. And then mm-hmm. I came back jet lagged. And I think it was like the next day or maybe like two days after I got home. My mom had tickets. To, I think she had gotten tickets to go to the opera with my dad, like to see a few different shows or something. And he, he didn't want to go or he couldn't go or something. So I went with her instead. And I just remember intermission, you could go get champagne or yes. a drink or whatever. And my mom was like, well, it just makes more sense for us to get a bottle. Like, it's <laughs> <So> <laughs> we got a bottle of champagne. But then we couldn't. You can't bring it back to your seats. At intermission, like, we also had to, like, mm-hmm. go to the bathroom and wait in line and, like, yeah. wait in line <laughs> to get our champagne. So then we just, like, drank a lot of champagne as fast as we could. <laughs> and then I just remember falling asleep. In the-
0: <laughs> that's really fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that it was super fun to go. We did this like in San Francisco at the San Francisco Opera House went so my mom and did that, fell asleep, had a good time. Remember thinking this is kind of boring. And I'm wondering, and I don't know how much of it was the alcohol, how much of it was the jet lag, or how much of it was like you're saying it's like this is the first act after intermission of just like here's a slow scene that where nothing happens. Yeah. You know, what do we God? Oh, it's like it's on the tip of my tongue.
0: It's on the tip of Carmen. Toe. Is it Carmen? No, poster.
1: but I did see Carmen with Stephen. So we also, nice. Stephen, I think, is more into the idea of going to the opera than I am. I wouldn't say he's into opera, but I feel like he's into the idea of going to the opera, <laughs> at yeah, least more I hear so yeah. than me. And we went and saw Carmen and We didn't do a big bottle of champagne, but I did also fall asleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's funny because I was going to say Carmen actually is one of my favorite opera experiences because I feel like there's recognizable songs throughout, and that I really appreciate. And And it's it's in French. I'm pretty sure the only thing I remember from
1: that is something that I do all the time, which is like at some point little kids are mocking like a soldier, and they're (laughs) marching around behind him, and they go... (laughs) (laughs) and i sing that little melody constantly every time i'm following anyone around doing anything or sylvia's marching around i do that little tune that's it
0: that's really cute also i love your story of intermission with your mom because okay this is my favorite part of the met opera Mm -hmm. is okay at each intermission both intermissions which are each like 15 minutes long Mm -hmm. there's this basically restaurant setup like in the front of the met Mm -hmm. and people who are watching the opera reserve their table in this little restaurant area ahead of time order like your coffee your dessert your champagne Mm -hmm. and the waiters like have the food on the table Mm
1: -hmm. and the
0: drinks on the table so you literally you go out for intermission immediately sit down at the table start eating you've got Mm -hmm. 15 minutes to like shove everything (laughs) in your mouth and then you just like run back and into uh to watch the second act and I'm just like this is true extravagance that you have a 15 minute break but you must be like having a dessert and a and a glass of wine in a restaurant. It's, it's so funny
1: because it's like the opera is such like a fancy, it's such a fancy thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then you have to just like shovel your food in your mouth as if you're like a grocery store <laughs> worker like I have been, where you have a 10-minute break and you're very hungry and you're just <laughs> guzzling your coffee and your scone or whatever the fuck you're having to snack. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very a lowbrow moment but of very refined expensive foods it's like what is this very fun to observe i love that 10 out of 10 to that to observing that that's extremely funny yeah Yeah, and also if you have to go to the bathroom all because just like that cuts into your 15 minutes there's just like (laughs) a huge line
0: yep Another thing that was weird to me is there's, like, little drinking station, like, water drinking stations kind of everywhere in the Met. And there's these little, like, paper cones. There's just, like, there's a lot of opportunities to drink water mm. at the Met. That's mm. interesting.
1: That but is anyway. Interesting.
0: I mean, that's good. Yeah, I was actually, something I was going to rate
1: Um, is being dehydrated.
0: <laughs> um,
1: which I feel like I've rated something very similar to this. Um, But I've just been, like. Or, and also like dry weather, like dry weather and dehydration. It's been super, super dry and cold here. Um, And so my lips are extremely chapped right now. And I just like keep forgetting to drink water. Um, And that's like a zero out of 10. It's so uncomfortable and I hate it. And then I'll finally check water and then I'll have to just like pee constantly for like an hour because I like haven't drunk any water all day.
0: Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. It's not good. Wait. I also have another review that that just reminded me of for some reason. Yeah, go for it. So after my um, pole dancing class, it was lunchtime, right? So I was pretty hungry. I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Let me walk over to Court Street Grocers, this nice little sandwich shop near Mm -hmm. Inguanis, or actually Carroll Gardens, whatever. Walk over there to get a sandwich, okay? Two people are in line in front of me. Two Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And I hear the person working at the cash register say to the person in line, The wait for a sandwich is 50 minutes. Mm, Excuse me. And let me tell you, every freaking time I go to Court Street Grocers, it's the same story. It's always like an hour wait for a sandwich. And I'm talking regular cold sandwiches. It makes no sense, Fran. It makes no sense.
1: That's shocking. I'm assuming you went somewhere else.
0: I did. I went to Jersey Mike's. But listen, Court Street Grocers, I... Your sandwiches are good. They're not changing anyone's life. I'm giving you a 3 out of 10. You need to hire more people. Mm -hmm. And you need to figure out something so that it's not an hour wait for a sandwich because that's insane, Court Street Grocers.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. If there's only a couple people in line, like what is happening? Yeah, I don't understand. That's not good. That's not good. This is not right. Yeah, it's not right not right at all i'm trying to think if i had of anything food related i don't think so oh you know what i do actually um welcome to a moment in marriage okay so i decided because i had said when i brought this segment before i didn't know if i could do any sort of negative reviews because it's very dangerous territory and then i'm like let's just go for it (laughs) (laughs)
0: love it
1: so i would like to review when your partner um makes adjustments to the food that you made for them. <laughs> oh no or in general doesn't yeah just has has anything to say about um about the the food that you're you're making um so recently and this is this is extremely minor and just me being sensitive and we've already talked about this just you guys to know. Okay, but this week I'm so Steven is always um he's always cooking Indian food for us. It's just awesome. He's always co- cooking Major Joffrey recipes. But he was getting home late from work and I was like, well, I'll just start making it cuz I like have the recipe book. Oh um uh, making God. stewed stewed cabbage basically. It's super delicious. It's like basically changed my relationship to cabbage. It's a great 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 food hmm. um but anyways i make it and definitely while i'm eating it and this is you all know this about me you will agree with steven on this which is like i'm tasting it and i'm like mm, this is undersalted but i kind of like it like i'm kind of <laughs> liking just like the freshness of the cabbage and i'm just gonna leave it and whatever <laughs> um and so whatever we eat this for dinner um and then the next morning one of the first <laughs> things steven says to me is like i added a lot more salt to the cabbage you made and I was just like, and he was just like, and I think, and he was just telling me in more of a just like, oh, like, just so like, I don't know. I don't actually know why he was sharing this with me. If he's just being like, oh yeah, I added a bunch more salt to it and started, I think probably to be like, cause it was under salted and like, so don't add more salt when you take it out. Like assuming that yeah. I also would have salted it more. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't have, but again, I grew up not eating a lot of salt at all so like my taste for salt like some like I do enjoy well-seasoned food but also like sometimes I get a very comforting feeling from having food that's a little bit bland like it makes me feel nostalgic um and I decided to take it really personally <laughs> it's just like oh by the way um your food tasted like shit and I added a bunch of salt. a <laughs> of um,
0: I would have also taken that personally
1: yeah, so I'm going to rate that a 5 out of 10 because on the one hand, um, 100% of Steven was correct. Like, Stephen was correct to add more salt to it, but also could have just not told me about it um, and also could have uh, just left it alone because I felt like it tasted fine.
0: Let me just say, you guys eating stewed cabbage as a dinner is giving me, like... Les Miserables, like the little poor <laughs> Cretans from Les Miserables. <laughs>
1: okay, well, I mean, let me, it's not, it's, I, it, you know, it's more of like, it's. it's got a bunch of spices, it's got tomato, yeah. it's very Did you have flavorful. something like on the side? We had it with rice, and okay. uh, my sister had made us some pork vindaloo, because uh, I think I've talked about their curry swap before on the podcast, so this, she had made us pork vindaloo, so we had pork and cabbage and rice
0: nice okay nice nice. yeah yeah Yeah.
1: it was it was delightful. we didn't just eat a cabbage although straight up i I mean i'm happy to eat just that cabbage with rice it's like awesome it's really good
0: my mom really loves cabbage it's funny
1: dude it's actually like
0: i don't know cabbage is really i really like cabbage too i want to eat it more i Um, like it i like it yeah i don't usually have it cooked that often because i'm just like how many recipes like call for cabbage but yeah it is it is good
1: Yeah, like, I don't eat it a lot. My mom makes this really good cabbage salad with, like, this very gingery dressing that she Mm. sometimes brings over for me. It's so good. And I remember, like, because we always do corned beef and cabbage for St. Patrick's Day, Mm. Mm -hmm. and it really revolutionized my life, too, instead of, like, boiling the cabbage that I feel like I did throughout my, like, that's how we ate it throughout my childhood, like, with the corned beef and stuff, was instead Mm. to cut it into fat slices cover it in olive oil and salt and ground fennel and then roast Mm -hmm. it roasted cabbage is super good
0: (laughs) yes sometimes blue apron has roasted cabbage and it is good dude fennel is so good yeah so good you know what i'm also a big
1: fan of um is coriander that's in like a lot of the indian Mm -hmm. food that we are cooking Mm -hmm. um and like like unground coriander where you get like whole seeds that like kind of like especially when you like because you do a lot of toasting spices and oil Mm -hmm. Um, and like getting a whole coriander seed that you crunch on while you're eating is such like a delightful pop of flavor i'm like obsessed with it it's so good interesting sounds good sounds Mm -hmm. good the fennel too but the coriander something about the whole coriander seed i'm just like so into these days
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I was almost like I don't have any reviews left, but listen, if anybody is looking for something to watch, everyone yeah. should be watching Jeopardy Tournament of <laughs> Champions. Okay. Tournament Tournament of Champions. We have the like best of the best of the best players going head to head right now. The three best. Amy Schneider. Oh, Andrew He. Wait, what's the other guy's name? The old guy. I don't know. Jimmy something anyway they're really good and it's a really tight like um race i think we probably only got one more game left on monday so everyone should tune in
1: well maybe I'll that.
0: <laughs> actually you know what by the time you hear this guys it will have been over but maybe you can <laughs> i don't know find a recording of it <laughs> and watch it I guess it's uh is it very
1: like the competition
0: is just very tight very extreme the competition is tight and you're looking at masters of their craft you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. there's they're all so smart it's crazy
1: Mm. it's great Mm -hmm. that sounds good I
0: mean okay I have a well what 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 are you reviewing this what do you have a rating on this tournament of champions I mean we are like we are like counting down the minutes to seven o'clock every night so I would give it a 10 Damn. All right. You guys love that. Love
1: that for you guys. That's an incredible dedication to Jeopardy. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay. That's awesome. Um, Okay. There's, I don't have, I have one, I have another review, which is also related to the finer, the finer arts of things, um, which is open studio weekends when cities do open studio tours. I fucking love that. They used to do that when I lived in Santa Rosa. Sometimes I would go with my mom. And we would go look at people's open studios. A lot of people have their studios in their home. So you go to somebody's, like, garage studio and stuff, see their cool work. So fun. Um, So Vallejo has open studio weekend. Um, We just did it last weekend, I think they had. And we've definitely tried and, like, gone to more before but we kind of forgot except for that i was driving home from work on saturday last week and Mm. i saw a sign for an open studio and i was like oh shit that's happening this weekend and there's one like two blocks from our house Hmm. um that's also open on sunday and so the next day we're like "Oh, we will take sylvia for a little walk and we can just like walk to this open studio and so we walk around the corner of our house and like basically like two blocks from us live This couple of artists, um, Carolyn Drake and Andres Gonzalez. And Carolyn Drake apparently is, like, a very famous photographer. Mm. Um, I don't know a lot about photography, so I don't really know. And Andres Gonzalez was also, like, good and, like, had stuff up in, um, like, the SF MoMA. Um, But Carolyn Drake, like, has published a couple books. I'm trying to remember what it's called, like, Knitting Club. She published a book of photography. Um, but I guess it sounds like she's had shows like in all sorts of places and her photography was just like super cool. And I would say I'm not, um, I'm not really into photography. Like I don't, I don't think that I'm, I'm not a good judge of it. You know, like I don't have a lot of words to describe photography. I don't take good photos when I take pictures of things. It's not an art form I'm super familiar with. Um, but she does portraits and it just was like super, super cool. I guess when she was living, I think in Mississippi, she said the knitting club was like all these women that she took photos of and they were just super interesting photos. And then she's working on um, photos of photographing men right now. which She says she hasn't generally done in the past. Um, and just like the way that she photographed their bodies was very interesting and like sometimes the way things were cropped of just like she had this like older man's like nude torso and it just like is almost like I don't know it's just like looking at the human form in a way that is very like I wouldn't I wouldn't think of it in those like shapes I guess if that makes Hmm. sense yeah Um, and then she also had like a big collage on her wall that was like she had sort of cut up photos of the men that she'd been photographing to sort of make this almost like sculptural photo of like with like different body parts and stuff it's just like super interesting, super cool, and just like so fun to be like, oh, we live like two blocks from like these really cool artists, and we like just like got to go into their house and meet their very cute dog, and like watch um, Andres Gonzalez's like a work in progress that he's doing that was like photography and video. Um, that he had set up we like watched that sylvia was also super cute the whole time because we were in a new place and like the strangers so she was like kind of nervous and just quiet and smiling at everybody and everyone was charmed mm-hmm. which is obviously my favorite <laughs> um and then like yeah and seeing carolyn drake's little studio and all the photography that she, like seeing stuff that's in progress and seeing her finished stuff it just was like i don't know it was just so fun and delightful like in such like a surprise to be able to like find that in your neighborhood um and we, yeah, I think we went to like we only then like also like two blocks up from them was a local painter whose name was either wrote it down was Kara Swedlow, um, mm-hmm. and that was also just like great paintings, like interesting. Like I feel like I've been to a lot of open studios before where I'm just like this art is deeply uninteresting to me, <laughs> yeah. Um, but of like we only went to these two houses because we went sort of towards the end of the day when open studios were going to start ending like it was close to ending time we had to like had other errands to do that day we just wanted to like go for a walk and then they were both just like really good and like inter- very interesting interesting subject matter like I liked the way that they were working with the their studies like the painter had a lot of like oh it was a lot of like human forms and a lot of like looking like sort of like I guess windows in the body into like internal organs and stuff going on like it just in a way that was very interesting to me I feel like there's Mm -hmm. so much like there's so much boring art (laughs) There's so much boring art and it just was like nice to go and then find like very interesting art that I really enjoyed um so that was like a 10 out of 10 it was just like super fun like a couple blocks from us and just in general say open studios in general is more like a 7 out of 10 because it's always fun to get out and see art even when the art is sometimes boring and it's awkward and weird and you have to like Actually, leave after one minute of looking at it. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's great.
0: I have a quick art review, but then I'm just I'm just gonna be quick. But guys, here mm-hmm. in New York City, we did go and see the Edward Hopper exhibit at the Whitney. Mm. Really good. I highly recommend if you're around to go see it. I loved the audio guide that the Whitney provided, and um, if yeah, if it'll just remind you of why you love New York City and stuff like that so is he the the what's that one famous the one famous thing so he did the Nighthawks painting where it's like one guy alone in a diner and you can like see him yes um so yeah a lot of his paintings are either New York City like rooftops or different views around New York City sometimes with like one person present in the scene which is like Mm -hmm. interesting because obviously there's so many people in the city so it's like kind of removing the people Mm -hmm. from some of the views which is interesting and I don't know it just there was a lot of interesting analysis on the audio guide I highly recommend that's awesome Um, and just the setup I know I've told you this already but like so you're walking around you're looking at all these beautiful paintings of New York City rooftops and then you like turn a corner in the Whitney and there's floor-to-ceiling windows and you can see all the New York City rooftops Mm -hmm. like for real and I was just like (gasps) it was moving that's gorgeous wonderful i loved that but i actually had another unrelated review that i did want to just really quickly do oh yeah okay back to food Mm. i made a chicken pot pie which i've actually never made before used the new york times recipe as Mm i want to do it always amazes me by the way when i'm making something and you like add flour and then you like add broth and then it magically turns into like a beautiful gravy dude a roux is it is magic. Like this it's so cool. this is witchcraft. It's the coolest thing
1: to watch happen.
0: I'm also like who discovered this, you know? Some genius. Some genius. But anyway, so the um the actual like stew part of the chicken pop pie was great. However, okay, I had this old puff pastry in my freezer. Mm. It expired in 2021. So it mm. was like at least a full year expired. Mm-hmm. Um and I was reading like, okay, and also you could see visible ice on it. So, I was like, okay, reading that it's safe to eat, but that it probably won't puff up. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to splurge and, like, get some brand new puff pastry from Fresh Direct and, like, live it. Mm -hmm. So, I order new puff pastry. And it comes, and I make this beautiful stew, and then I go to put the puff pastry on it, and it's puff pastry strips. It's, like, rectangular pieces of puff pastry. Like, as as if you were making, like, I guess a dessert with, like, stacked rectangles
1: why would you ever why why yeah.
0: why exactly like you can just cut a sheet of puff pastry which
1: would actually be useful it's just like they had trimmings at the factory and they're like how do we sell this
0: exactly i think it was on the box it said like puff pastry sheets mm-hmm. anyway if you see that guys don't buy that for your chicken pot pie it was not big enough It couldn't cover the top i ended up having to use the old puff pastry i put two strips of the like good new puff pastry on the side <laughs> like kind of balanced them across the top on the side mm-hmm. so then there was like good puff pastry and like a few bites but like really bad soggy puff pastry in like the middle <laughs> and it just was kind of a fail that sucks but anyway.
1: yeah um, have you so, had old
0: puff pastry? have Sorry. what? have you
1: had like old puff pastry before? um I Don't know, I don't think so. It's not a thing I usually keep, but like, but like, have I had freezer burned doughs out of my freezer for mm-hmm. sure? It's not good. Freezer yeah. burned things bad, yeah. Um, how would okay, so if you're rating the situation or if you're rating the recipe
0: though with the good puff pastry, what are we rating it? It's funny, I think I'm gonna rate it like a 6.5 five actually because i don't think i'm gonna remake mm. it because of this experience also mm. i don't understand the puff pastry like fell into the soup so then it was soggy so i couldn't tell whether like how to avoid that yeah but, yeah, yeah I, I don't know because it's I,
1: I feel like it i'm wondering if it's just like you need to like start it at a really high temperature or something to get it to mm. like do that initial puff and so that it's not because like it it will like like it is inevitable because like the whatever pastry you are using is laying across the top and it's going to get a little bit soggy. Mm-hmm. But if you bake it long enough or and like start it high, I feel like then maybe you can you can get it to crisp up on top. Hmm.
0: Um, I feel like I'll try like a traditional chicken pot pie recipe next with like a real pie crust.
1: That could be mm-hmm. good. Dude, I I love pot pie. I love homemade pot pie. I love store-bought pot pie. It's so good nice me too i never i never make it though because it is like i always feel like it's a lot of work exactly mm-hmm. so good though yeah. um something uh, i have a final review mm-hmm. um which is because we we're talking about the arts i was thinking about this which is like basically having art up in your home that mm. you actually like um, is a 10 out of 10. I love having our art up. We have all our stuff up now. We even have a little... I fucking strung some string from tack to tack and got some cute little baby clothespins to put Sylvia art up on um, in our dining room. That's so cute. But having having art is just like the nicest thing. And I feel like if you can afford to buy nice art even if you're not buying original but buying prints and like that are in a in a frame or not in a frame whatever you can do just like having wall decor is like such a for me of feeling at home in my home I love having all my paintings Sylvia loves looking at the paintings Mm -hmm. um it's just like yeah I don't know it just is very it makes the space your own. Having art on your walls, 10 out of 10. Having baby art on your
0: walls, fucking
1: 15 out of 10. So cute. Yeah,
0: that's really cute. Mm-hmm. Very cute. I love that. I love that as a closing review, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So, art up in your home?
0: Actually, yes. I have one poster, okay, from a Rousseau exhibit I saw at the Musée d'Orsay when I went to France by myself mm-hmm. in 2016, I think. Mm-hmm and it's I love having it on my wall actually um only from like I only put it up once we moved into this place Mm -hmm. I love looking at it it reminds me of that like great trip and me Mm -hmm. being independent and going by myself and I love I just love it I love the Musée d'Orsay it reminds me of all the good things
1: yeah hell yeah
0: yeah the one piece of art I know I actually have another little one from um it's like a Diego Rivera piece from the sf moma that i bought at an airport and i have that up in our um kitchen but i also like it of it's okay it's kind of interesting it's like this man carrying like a huge bushel of flowers Mm. and it's about like and like a woman kind of helping him carry it but it's Mm -hmm. about like um you know the burdens of like the working class Mm mm-hmm and yeah. I like that. I like he to loves- be reminded of that. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, that is great. I would say to really to sort of cap off the hang art on your walls thing, I do want to rate having things framed is yeah. like a 5 out of 10. Because, one, your art looks so much better. It's so nice to have things
0: framed. But it's so expensive to frame art. Yeah, dude. But this is how... I yeah, my poster situation. It's like I just ordered a, a frame from freaking Target, and it, it yeah. worked. Yeah, I love yeah. when that works.
1: Yeah, that is the best. I love to have cheap frames. I have a bunch of art though from my grandma that like I need to like frame frame. And I was mm. looking at into it at Michaels. And I'm like, oh cool, I'll just spend two hundred dollars for like everything exactly. I have.
0: And I don't get why it's expensive, but it's just one of those things. Like, I guess I don't understand. Yeah, I
1: think, like, I don't really understand it either. I think part of it is, like, because cut it, you have to, like, cut the mat very specifically. Mm. You have to cut mm-hmm. the glass very specifically. It mm-hmm. also depends on what quality of glass you get. Yeah, if you get high-quality glass, it's even more expensive because there's glass that's made to not be, like, as reflective, like, museum-quality glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also what the frame is made out of. I think it's built to your custom art piece or poster or whatever that it's, like, it's just really expensive. Yeah, I definitely, whenever I, have like, have a piece of art that is a standard, like, something that's a standard size or a poster and you can just, like, find a $20 frame for it, I'm just, like, thank God. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm, like, I need to, like, get this framed, which I'm just waiting for the next. Like, the one good thing is that Michael's has, like, frame sales all the time. And so then it's just, like, you just have to wait for that and then go in and do it. Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. expensive, but, you know. Slowly yeah. over time, I will frame all the art that I have.
0: We will. We will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that
1: you. we just had a little artsy, bougie, like, episode. We talked yeah. about the opera. We talked about dancing. We talked but about but having art, going to honestly, museums. the I bougie app,
0: but also highbrow, lowbrow, because we're not above taking a, a pole dancing class, guys. Mm-hmm. That's fun, too. We're not above getting on the flow. Doing a sexy push up. Everybody, try a sexy push up based on my description. Dude, There, I really <laughs> want
1: you to like record a video of what it is so that we can all try and push on Instagram. I know that you won't, but if you I would just feel would that, I would love it.
0: That would be pretty bad, Franny. Don't encourage me. Do well, bad. maybe
1: you can find a video of someone doing it online. You can yeah. just share there. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> Because I would try it, and I'm having a hard time visualizing <laughs> how to do it in a way that is actually sexy and not just like, "Who's that having a seizure on the floor?" <laughs>
0: uh, okay, I'm gonna search for that. Everybody, uh, if you could leave us a review on Apple Pod if you haven't mm-hmm. already. Um, yeah, send us an email, Fran and Emma Pod at Gmail. Yeah, share it Find with Find us on Insta, the Review Crew Pod. Yep. We love everyone who follows the pod. That was great. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. And You are all beautiful. Franny, You. Mm. this has been a delight. Thanks for talking to me.
1: As always, I love this dude. I love you. You're my perfect 10.
0: Nice. I'm going to go have some lunch. Hell, yeah. You're a perfect 10. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. All right. Bye. Bye.